everyone. How's it going out there? This is Igor from Go Ahead and Die. You are listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny. This time, along with the mighty Igor Cavalera. Like I said before, always an honor having a Cavalera name here on IUF and as a household name. Thank you so much for joining the IRF podcast series today. You know, this is an exciting time of the year for you, your iconic father, Max, and Zach Coleman over at Go Ahead and Die with the release of your debut studio album, also self-titled Go Ahead and Die, set to release June 11th on Nuclear Blast Records. Now, Igor, I just want to say I want to commend you guys on all of the well-deserved reactions this has been getting so far, especially with that thank you, thank banger you. of a single, Truckload Full of Bodies. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jose Mangan of SiriusXM. I hope you please keep on that that on repeat that song um there's just so much to discover about this release but before we get to that igor we were talking about it before the interview started um how are you man <laughs> i think it's important uh, when i ask i know how's life in florida i know you're from florida i mean arizona of course but um yeah let's just start off with that simple question how's it going <laughs> uh i'm doing really good man i'm healthy uh I'm, i've been Staying at home a lot, staying safe, you know what I mean, uh, avoiding the virus, uh, but otherwise doing really good. I'm really excited about the uh, albums coming out this year. And uh, in the meantime, yes, I'm in uh, sunny Florida. The weather's great. I'm uh, about a mile from the ocean. uh, really couldn't be better, man. <laughs> that's a, that, that's a, I would trade you actually. I, actually, I would just join you at this point. I mean, Texas, we don't really have beaches, but we just got this dry heat that's been going on with the allergies, but we could talk about weather all we want on a whole different episode. So rain check on <laughs> yeah, that. Right. <laughs> but uh, I want to, uh, you know, Igor, I want to wind the clock back to last year, maybe even the year before the formation of go ahead and die, which combines the forces of you, your father, Max, of course, we know Max from Soulfly, Sepultura, Cavalier Conspiracy, Killer Be Killed, Nail Bomb, and of course, Zach Coleman. He's known for his work with Black Kirsten Chemist. How did Go Ahead and Die come about into what it is today? If you're able to just sum it up really quickly. Yeah, no, um, I would say it started as an idea between me and my dad. Uh, When we did the Point Blank record live, uh, we did the Nail Bomb record live, we realized uh, our voices sounded uh, pretty good together. So we started (laughs) kicking around, you know, it started with the idea of us doing a project together. Uh, and then I would say in May of 2020, uh, when the, when the, that, that would be like the height, the start, you know, pandemic, right. everything like that. Um, we got together and there was no tours and no shows. So, uh, we were like, let's do this album. And yeah, so we made demos and, uh, we, we did everything with a drum machine ourselves at the start. And, uh, once we had a, once we had an album, we got Zach involved and uh, he did a great job. And uh, yeah, you know, so it was just this idea that uh, weirdly enough, thanks to the pandemic, we had the time to do it, you know? Yeah. And uh, making best of, best of the situation is what we have been doing. And it looks like you guys did. You guys formed a new band in a pandemic. Like, like if, if anyone told you that, <laughs> like before all this started, you would have, I mean, I would have even said that every, someone's crazy for even saying that. But, you know, and you mentioned it, how you guys did do touring with nail bomb and even though go ahead and die have formed just recently, Igor, how was the touring life for you personally? Cause you know, how was the live concert experience? Cause now we've all been, you know, taking like an unexpected step back and whether it's with go ahead and die or healing magic, Lodi Kong, mold breaker, you know, does it yeah, make you yeah, have, you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does it make you have a growing appreciation, like a growing appreciation of the touring life per se, you know, cause there's like 
we could talk about food. We could talk about culture. Yeah. We could talk about fans. What yeah, was yeah, your biggest takeaway from that lifestyle? Um, I love touring to be quite honest. Uh, I, I like being on the road. I like playing shows. I like meeting people. Um, the, the, the whole package of touring, I, I really just love it's, it's the funnest job that I could ask for. Um, and then to get to do it with family is, is even better. You know, it, that's just, uh, adding a cherry to the Sunday, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, getting it taken away, definitely put things in perspective. Um, I haven't, I think the last show I played was in like December of 2019 or something. Oh, my um, so goodness. it's been, it's been a year and a couple of months for me and, uh, I I'm ravenous to play, you know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be uh, going insane on stage and stuff when I get back to it. Uh, cause I, I really do, uh, live and breathe it and love it, you know, and, and to have it gone, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's depressing. It's like a part of ourselves. That's kind of just, out into the void until we can actually, I mean, yeah, it'll come back, but there's always that uncertainty, like when it's going to happen. And I don't know about you. I was at a concert every week before all this happened. (laughs) No, no, definitely bad. Uh, uh, I'd go to shows in Phoenix and then over here in Florida, I I go to Tampa to see shows pretty frequently. And, uh, I, I just, I love meeting people and seeing friends and stuff. And, uh, yeah, having it uh, taken away is is the worst thing that you could go through. Um, so to be able to make a band and jam and do anything at all and make a record was a blessing. And uh, I'm really proud of how it came out and how it sounds. And I think we all did a great job on it. And uh, uh, like I said earlier, if it wasn't because of the pandemic, my my dad is too busy to to take four months, uh, to write and record and, and make a new band. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that we had the opening and not to mention like a year, like 2020 will only happen probably once in our lifetime, you know, <laughs> and we that, <laughs> that much, that much civil unrest all at once, uh, you know, it was palpable. And we, we tried to just take all of that aggression and just make the, the angriest record of this decade, hopefully. <laughs> right. Uh, I, it was it was pretty angry. And I, I do yeah. want to touch on that in just a second. But a very, very popular topic that I ask all my guests, especially as of late, is, and you've seen this for the last year or so, live streaming. A lot of the bands, what they do on stage, they're taking on the screen like we're doing right now, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've had bands like, uh, we've had bands like Insomnium. Uh, we've had bands like Lamb of God and Behemoth, you know, August Burns Red. They talked about their live experiences and when they actually did it. And um, bands are still doing it. But considering the amount of touring you've done, the amount of uh, experience you've taken in with your dad or or without your dad, you know, and the venues that you played at, the you know, the fans that you've met. Do you think that the quarantined, not even quarantine, like just this live streaming surge we're seeing right now, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? like going forward, has it already been infected? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this, even after all this is over? Um, I can, I can see some bands. Uh, I can see this becoming like a normal thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I do personally think that fans and musicians will always prefer a live set. So to me, oh, of course, it's one of those things of like uh, the live set will come first and uh, if for some reason we can't get together or we're busy, uh, digital, uh, digital shows, I think we'll stay a thing for 
for other outlets of music too. Like I imagine for a, for a DJ or an electronic artist, it's, it's much easier to just do a digital show because the live instrumentation doesn't matter as much and stuff like that, you know? Um, so yeah. I, I can, I can see it staying as an outlet, but I think for metal people will always, uh, they will always choose to see the live set first, you know, people like the, the, the passion, the energy and yeah. stuff of it. It just hits differently when you see a metal band on stage as opposed to everything else. I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think I can speak for most metal fans. Both of us can, and we've, <laughs> we've experienced it ourselves. And, um, uh, it, it's always interesting because it, uh, there's always that freedom to mosh in your own room. Right. Um, but how much longer yeah. can you do that for? Yeah, <laughs> We're exactly. almost like a year, yeah. year more over a year removed from the experience. Um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, Igor, uh, we talk about everything from head to toe. Let's talk about that debut album. Comes out June 11th on Nuclear Blast Records. Uh, good Lord. Um, it was just, uh, well, first, Nuclear Blast Records. Let's talk about them for a second, because we've had the privilege to interview so many of their bands, you know, uh, like Epica, yeah. and Testament, Amaranth, Suicide Silence. What is it like with, signing with such a renowned label like Nuclear Blast? It's new for me, definitely. Mm. Uh, it my my older bands have always stayed on more uh, independent labels and stuff like that um so to get this this huge like release you know they're doing vinyl cd streaming cassette even um all this press you know i'm not I, i've done interviews and, and done stuff on the road obviously but uh since go ahead and die started i'm doing uh five ten fifteen interviews a week you know um and it's really new for me uh and and i'm i'm cool with it you know i like it i think nuclear blast is doing a great job um everyone i've i've worked with so far from there has been really nice and and cordial and they listen to my ideas and they 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 respect me and stuff so uh you know it's it's really all i could ask for and uh to me i've been doing music a long time so it is it is really just the logical next step um I know it's it's kind of a trope of like, oh, don't go on a major label, don't <laughs> do this. And but realistically, uh, that's what every musician should strive for. And you want to be successful. And I want to do this for a living. Uh, I don't I don't wake up in the morning and want to work. I wake up and I want to play music and do stuff like that. And uh, so my ultimate goal is to be successful and be on a major label. And uh, you know if that's yeah. selling out then i'm sold the fuck not out, you not know I mean? at like, all man here's the thing uh <laughs> nuclear blast i mean the people that i i mean nuclear blast is just gracious i absolutely love working with them and and the thing about that is they they're an independent label even though they're big you know they yeah. they started small because they mm -hmm. have a passion for what we love to do you know if we wouldn't be here today maybe if it wasn't for nuclear blast that's another way to put it so you know i yeah. think that goes hand in hand now now with this record um I was going to say before I interrupted myself <laughs> talking about Nuclear Blast, <laughs> it was just a perfect blend of death and thrash elements, mix of even old school, late 80s era, even metal punk style with a modern twist to it. It was very raw, urgent. It was unrelenting. It was shocking. Like this was as good as it gets from songs like the single Truckload Full of Bodies to Ice Cage to Punisher to the title track to Roadkill. This is quite the debut, Igor. And if you're going to release a debut record, this is how you do it and you do it well <laughs> okay i'm gonna stop talking here because i can't nah, i'm, I'll, I'm gonna good. let you take the reins here and you said it yourself it was like a riot breaking through your window you said that yeah so <laughs> how much did things change from when you first started 
composing on this record to where you ended up finishing it? Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change? Was there already a specific sound you guys knew you wanted with Go Ahead and Die? Uh, well, from the start, we definitely had uh, like a vision. Um, and then achieving that vision, you're going to take some twists and turns along the way and things are going to change and stuff. Um, so we did have a couple of different versions of the songs, a couple different demos. Uh, you know, you finish one song and then you're like, all right, let's clean it up a little and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so we did go through kind of a like vigorous uh, routine of doing that. Um, but from the get go, the idea was definitely to just take the best parts of our favorite styles of music. So take the best parts of death metal and the best parts of thrash and the best parts of punk and just sort of throw that shit in the blender and, and see what it came out with. And uh, yeah, once we started getting good versions, we were like, wow, this is cool. It's, it's, hard to define it's energetic it's fast um it's really heavy it has uh like tasteful breakdowns it's not predictable you know um and to me that's just really important um all my bands have always been uh like genre blenders as i call them like Lodi kong was a, a weird like noise grunge kind of like thing and then uh healing magic is more on the the sludgy slow side uh mixed with ambience and stuff and then go ahead and die has its whole own thing going on so uh it's really important for me that different bands have different identities and uh every, everything is kind of a focused yeah. assault coming at you from the lyrics to the the guitar to the the album cover the shirts the logo everything you know it's it's definitely uh, it's like a tank rolling down the street, you know? <laughs> hey, what, what did I say before? Like a riot breaking through your window. It's yeah, exactly you what know, you get. Now, I want to, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just that abrasive, uh, let's go set a car on fire and, <laughs> and burn down some police precincts, you know, like type shit that was going on last year, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw a few names at you um arthur rizik and charles elliott and of course john aquilino now this was mixed by arthur rizik he's known for his work with power trip zabalba chromax cavalier conspiracy and then you had charles elliott engineer it he captured like the sessions with the help of the platinum underground studios um oh, yeah and, that, that's uh, yeah. john's studio yeah, yeah 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 and uh so i'm gonna ask you know i'm sure there was a sense of comfortability for you igor and everyone involved knowing that you had those guys working on the record with you uh, yeah, it was good. It, it was interesting. I think like any recording, there's there's a little bit of chaos. That's always a always a factor. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I think as many records as you do, there's always going to be a little bit of craziness. Um, John uh, Aquilino, who who owns Platinum Underground, that studio is. I feel like sometimes too nice. Almost, I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna break something or I'm gonna. Uh, spill a drink and, or do something wrong you know it's it's just like a clean nice place to it's be. not metal uh, enough <laughs> it's oh yeah no it's almost it's almost a little too clean but yeah uh, we, we managed to uh supplement the sound uh you know and, and charles charles did a, a good job of uh you know of getting like like we wanted that kind of like chainsaw guitar tone and stuff like that he 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 helped us get the live uh, recording, you know, like the, the, the live instruments. Yeah. Um, and then in my opinion, Arthur's the one who, who uh, 
who did the the wizard work in my opinion he's the one who did sprinkled some magic on it and uh really really brought it to life um he also uh brought in some of the elements of like samples and intros and noises and stuff like that um so it, it was a it was a mixture of confidence and uh the the random monkey wrenches that get thrown in the gears that you just can't avoid and you you got to make it work you know yeah and you guys definitely did that you know between writing and structuring the songs or the production process like you talked about now now the lyricism inside go ahead and die surrounds you know majority of the current times we are in like you mentioned earlier it was angry it was spiteful it was undoubtedly just engaging and 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 still spirited at the same time for example like the song truckload of bodies your dad said it was a dark x-ray of the COVID 19 pandemic and it examines the way certain politicians in 2020 didn't care about their citizens you know uh, hypocrites yeah. took care of themselves and did not care about the rest of us dying. So I wonder if you can shed more light onto what he just said, because how important are themes to you guys? Is that more about helping you write or sound or is that more for the audience to like to what level do you like to have a theme for your music? Um, it's I'd say it's one part us and our own feelings. Uh, we are pissed off about things. We are upset mm -hmm. and frustrated and stuff like that. Um, and then on another aspect, it's, it's protest. It is support for people. Um, we touch on topics, uh, like racial profiling and police brutality and stuff like that. And, uh, I'm white, my dad's white, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? We're white people, but, uh, to us it's, it's letting people of color and, and, uh, letting people know that we're an ally. You're safe at our show. Come to our show. We're not going to let nazi fucks be at our shows and stuff like oh, that you know? we're we're not like that we're <laughs> yeah. like fuck all, fuck all that shit you know um so it is it's it's you know it's a it's a mixture of our views and sort of letting the world know what we think of things and 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 letting people who are suffering know that like hey we're here we hear you we stand with you we'll do what we can we'll donate we'll fuck you know we'll do stuff like that and uh you know, uh, to me, uh, writing about demons and devils and writing about uh, being evil or, or killing people or whatever, it's cool. Uh, I'm not hating on any bands that do that, <laughs> but I wanted to reflect my personal opinions with this of band. Course. And uh, so with, with the, the kind of crazy societal things going on last year, it, it was you couldn't have had better fuel for the fire. Yeah, uh, I think we should leave that part to Cannibal Corpse as far as like the <laughs> the, the exactly. death and like the gory and stuff like that. They'll they're they're still doing what they're doing. I, yeah, I, I think that's fine. And, but yeah, I, like I said, that was not meant to be a negative. No, uh, thing. Of, it was. Well, of course, I'm in of course a, not. I'm in a Dungeons and Dragons stoner band, man. We are not. Uh, we're not. We're corny, you know. <laughs> like, but uh, that's the intention, you know. And so with Go Ahead and Die, it was like. Uh, we wanted to write like like discharge and stuff like that, like write about protesting, mm -hmm, write mm -hmm. about standing up for lower class people, uh, write about uh, people who are suffering, people who are are getting profiled, things like that, and uh, let let them know we are an ally and stuff. 
you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we've discussed about so far, whether it's with Go Ahead and Die or Healing Magic, Lodi Kong, I'm going to throw Mold Breaker in there again, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, uh, you know, sharing the light with your father, Max, who is highly influential and considered a legend by many, not only metal, but music in general. You've experienced so much in a young career already, Igor. Have your aspirations as a person or maybe even a music artist, have they changed or evolved since when you first started playing music in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? Uh, absolutely. Um, when I was young, I, I was, uh, I guess you could say, a very, very misguided teenager hanging out with the wrong crowd. Man, we uh, all were, uh, man. I can relate doing, to that wholeheartedly. Anyway. <laughs> doing, doing all types of uh, substances and bad things and stuff like that. And and having fun and uh so at the beginning it was it was a lot of partying and let's be punk and like break shit and be rowdy and be crazy and uh as i've gotten older i've, I've just matured and uh like changed what i want out of music and it's gone from just being an angry teenager to 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 being a, a thoughtful young man who's writing some uh, some protest songs and some uh, some damn good protest know, songs, writing, might I writing add, some, <laughs> writing some new stuff like some 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 thought provoking stuff and uh, so I've definitely I've changed a lot in that aspect. Uh, you know I like actually who I've who I've become and uh, you know nothing against being a rowdy teenager, but uh, I've passed it and moved on and i'm i like to just be a little more professional uh you know treat it like a more uh focused executed thing you know and yeah. um, i'm glad that i i treat it like that because the the proof is in the pudding you know go listen to the records and you'll see that i'm uh taking my time and and putting a lot of thought into it and everyone who's listening i can definitely attest to everything he's saying and if you're not <laughs> rowdy at some point in your life something's wrong go and get rowdy at some but be safe obviously dummy make sure yeah, you're yeah. on the <laughs> other end in one piece um igor uh i'm running out of time here i want to make sure you get to your next interview on time but uh let's stay in touch after this um obviously i hopefully i can help you guys book a show here once all this is over see you and, and your dad here once again here in dallas but do you have any last words any shout outs anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as go ahead and die and Anything else in between? Maybe even a, I don't know, live stream? Have you guys even thought about something like that going forward? Uh, there, there, there may have been something, <laughs> okay, but okay. Uh, no. Uh, if you can't, no, if no, you can't say no it, don't worry. on nothing yet. Uh, <laughs> you might be seeing us playing some songs in the future. Um, otherwise, just keep your eyes open for the record. Pre-order it if you can. Um, yeah we want to tour go ahead and die we want to play live we want to bring it around the world for people to see and experience um same goes for my band healing magic mm -hmm. uh please give us a check uh check us out whatever um we have an ep out another full-length album coming out later this year with that band um so we we want to tour play shows get out there um check out both my bands i have a couple horror novels too a lot of people don't know that, but that's kind of what I do when I'm home from tour and what I've been doing during quarantine. Um, so, yeah, just give me a follow. <laughs> check me out. I'm a busy guy. I'm constantly putting out content. 
Uh, so just try try to keep up with all of it. That's all see, I can see. This say. is why I wish we had a little <laughs> bit more time because uh, once you mentioned the horror novels, like oh god, that's just going to open a whole different subject. Uh, we'll yep. put that uh, in. We'll check do another one. We'll do. We <laughs> definitely will. Um, everyone is listening. You know, this is Igor Cavalera from Go Ahead and Die, and he said it. He said it just now. If you can buy the album, please do so because the bands can't do it without your help. I still buy records that's in the corner of my room right now. I still buy them. And uh, yep. this record comes out June 11th on Nuclear Blast Records. Don't forget, you can listen to this interview on any podcast stream out there, whichever one you prefer. And check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Igor, you be safe out there, my man. Thank you so much for yep. your time. Uh, welcome in the making. Uh, I will talk to you soon, buddy. Absolutely. Likewise, man. Have a good day. Take All care. Right. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.